Welcome back to Ready Gamer One, a podcast for video game news, retro gaming, and nerd culture. I'm your host, Ben Cornett. On today's episode, we have our review of Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. After paying 99 cents to continue from that, we'll discuss the EA Games Star Wars Battlefront 2 debacle. After that, hopefully our internet won't be throttled before we start talking about net neutrality. Then, for an additional $1.99, we'll wrap up the episode with The List, our favorite Christmas gifts of all time. Links to our music can be found in the episode description. Returning from his trip to hear the bells of Notre Dame is Walkie Talkie, Texas's favorite son, and probably Time Magazine's person of the year, Brandon Loera. <laughs> Brandon, welcome back. What up? It's so good to be back, dude. Yeah, we have missed you. I know, I know, I've missed me too. Uh, I <laughs> just kidding. I did Hunchback not too long ago. We just closed that, and it was only for one weekend. So that was that. That was the weird part about it. Sounds like a Max Bialy stock show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was super expensive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> springtime for Hitler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I would love to do that so much. Oh, Amen. Man, why did you put that in my head? Uh, and then, yeah, I have some free time. I'm just having a bunch of auditions going on, but uh, I have I have something on the on the down low for the summer, but I can't talk about it yet. Is it springtime for Hitler? Uh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it's been plugged in almost every episode of Ready Gamer One so far this season, uh, here is our review of Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. I know you guys have been wanting to hear our feedback on it. I think it's really good, so you should go get it. Okay. Uh, maybe you talked about it more in the past couple episodes that I wasn't in, but is, is that all you're going to say about it? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, actually, it's 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 a great addition uh, to the Switch. Uh, absolutely. This is uh, Game of the Year material. Um, Nintendo actually really did really well with their Switch this year. Uh, with the strong start with The Legend of Zelda and then pacing it outright for Super Mario Odyssey for the end of the year, end of its uh, you know first f- successful year. Uh, I think that's really awesome. The moveset is, is fun. It's different, and it, uh, it still feels very Mario. And that's, that's what's awesome about it. I will say that Cappy is a fun item. Personally, I didn't like that there weren't really other power-ups. Um, you know, no fire flower, no ice flower, mm. nothing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, Super Mario uh, uh, Sunshine, uh, there really wasn't that many power-ups in there. It was just really uh, updating Flood more than it was anything else. <laughs> the game does play out kind of like this hybrid, though, of uh, Mario 64 plus uh, Sunshine plus Galaxy. Uh, and it's, it's just really clever the way that they've uh, taken a look back at everything they've done and made it come to life. I mean, that's that's what they did with the Switch, right? Is they, they took a look at every single console they made. And they're like, how do we kind of take a piece from this, a piece from this, put it all together, and make something awesome? And you can see that with Super Mario Odyssey, is that they took what worked in Super Mario Brothers on the NES, and then Super Mario World, and then, you know, every other big Mario title. 
and it really works. The inclusion uh, in some of the level, actually, I think it's in every level. Uh, there's the eight-bit uh, side-scrolling part, and it's it's just awesome. I love it. Yeah, that is a fantastic part. I love seeing that. And sometimes, and and it's weird though, because whenever you go into the the eight-bit you know tunnel um, where it starts that off, like sometimes yeah. it'll sometimes it'll have you in the costume that you're in, and sometimes it'll just have regular Mario. Yeah, which is really cool little details that they've had in there. I I, I like that. I like it too. And when you were talking about uh, the sunshine, obviously I have it, uh, so I can actually talk about this game with you. As far as sunshine goes, whenever you're facing off against spoilers, um, Broody or something, the, one of the rabbits, the yep. big dude with the purple suit, and like yep. he throws his purple sombrero. <laughs> I keep saying sombrero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it shoots the uh, ink or what? Well, not ink, but whatever that is. I guess it's got Splatoon too, because it, it, I mean it covers it in like this purple ink liquid thing, and then yeah. Cappy just can like you know um, mop it up, I guess. And it, it was like, oh, my yeah. gosh, like the way it, it got rid of it kind of reminded me of Sunshine. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's a lot like uh, when, when you fly over that stuff in, uh, in with with flood and you just watch it all wash away. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Yeah, boasting a great soundtrack and a lot of wonderful voice work by the lovable Charles Martinet. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is a game every Switch owner uh, must have. Absolutely. I give it a solid 10 out of 10. You know, I hate to say this, but what are they going to do whenever they don't have Charles anymore? That man is a national treasure, and he will be protected at all times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that that's thats a fair question. I mean, um, <clears throat> who, who could ever really replace someone who has provided such an iconic voice for so long? Um, you know, I mean, they, they kind of do that stuff on The Simpsons and uh, once in a while where they fire voice actors and find people that can do the same voice and... For cheaper work but uh you know <laughs> what will happen yeah God. damn it now you're kind of making me sad that's scary to think about but yeah uh, i'd say for me i'd give it uh an eight or nine out of ten simply because really like after a while um i just kind of get bored getting the um the side stars i guess because yeah. i used to like I'm a completionist, so I spent like a million. <laughs> I spent a million hours in New Donk City, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done with this game." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't it takes a while. Don't get too you know uh, ingrained in, in in a certain world to where we go to a new one, and you're like, "Oh man, I'm so I'm so drained. I'm so burned <laughs> out." Like, don't do that. Because I'm gonna have to wait. Yeah, a you know bit that was really to cool too. The, the part in New Donk City where. Um, it's it's legitimate old Donkey Kong. That was a really cool sequence. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Oh man, that was cool. Yeah. So yeah, I give it a ten out of ten. Brandon, you're saying uh, what eight and a half or just a nine? Yeah, let's. You know what? Let's go eight and a half. I'll be Simon. Eight and a half out of ten. You're gonna be Simon Cowell. Every, well, there's one in every crowd. <laughs> but we'll be right back with more Ready Gamer One after this. Hi, I'm a gamer. And I'm an executive at EA. Wow, oh, you know what? You guys are really just absolutely the worst company that I have ever That's seen. right, folks. We at EA Games are giving you the option to actually mute gamers around the world. For $79.99 per month, you can subscribe to Mutebox. Turn those pesky gamers off. EA Games, 
pay for everything. And now back to Ready Gaber One. Wow, we really, uh, we really need to tip those voice actors, man. They uh, sounded that was that was really good mimicry. Yeah, that was like just impeccable. Like the diction in there was ridiculous. I loved it. Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of impressions, let's talk about wow. the impression. Good segue. I know, right? I, it's like I made it myself, uh, but I didn't. Uh, let's talk about the impressions EA is leaving on the market right now with this Oof. little tiny problem dealing with Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, there's a problem with that game? I did not know about that. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't play EA games. But a few weeks ago. Ooh. 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 Yeah, I'm sure they care. Uh, a few weeks ago, <laughs> EA games uh, with DICE confirmed uh, the inclusion of loot boxes to the upcoming Star Wars Battlefront 2. We all know this. This wasn't exactly out of the norm, right? Uh, but this specific time basically laid out that it would take hours uh, of in-game currency that can't be bought but received by logging hours into the game to unlock big names that you all want to play, such as Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader or... You know, the two people that we played a couple of weeks ago when we had our season finale. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You can't <laughs> let's, play let's not as forget Brandon about that. or Ben. <laughs> um, That's true. We are unlockable in Battlefront 2. Yeah, they, they actually came to us uh, about doing voice acting for Luke and Darth Vader, but um, <laughs> me and Ben have artistic integrity, and we declined. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> Ben's like, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that obviously didn't sit well with fans, and us gamers as a whole, um, which of course it shouldn't. And obviously, well, you heard what's on the news. Like Disney was very upset with them, uh, yeah. EA. Yeah, they upset the, the mouse. Yeah, like after the disappointment that's been that's been going on regarding them, especially because they're like, hey guys, guess what's coming out here pretty soon in the next month? The new Star Wars movie. You know, you guys are leaving a little a little bad smudge across the Star Wars name. And maybe, just maybe, if they don't like Star Wars Battlefront 2, they'll, they'll I don't know, revolt, boycott Star Wars as a whole and not go see the movie. Which is a little, I don't know, far-fetched. But it could still happen. It's a valid point. Yeah, I still haven't learned my lesson because I already pre-ordered my tickets for that. So Hey, yeah. no, I, I mean, I got my nephew and I some really good seats for opening night. <laughs> everyone I know is doing the same thing, so I feel you on that. Um, and, and a lot of talk that's been going on too, is that is because, um, you can use your credit card on top of the $60 game. That's, um, yeah. just base, or you can do the deluxe, which is like seventy nine ninety nine. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Um, was it really only about 20 bucks more? I feel like it would have been more than that. No, I, I don't think so. And they may have something on top of that, honestly. But I, as I was looking through the Play Store, I, I did see the two versions, and I don't know if there was another one. Um, and then you can just pay your way through with the credit card if you, if you want to, you know, forego all yeah. those hours. You can pay like a thousand bucks to just get to the tip top. Um, yeah. So you can either pay your way through or just have no life playing Battlefront Two twenty four seven just to get to where it's it's fun and satisfactory for you 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I it remind that always reminds me like reading about that specifically always reminds me of the South Park World of Warcraft episode where like they are just sitting in the forest taking on like level one characters to level up to 60 so they can beat this guy who's been ganking them. Oh man, that's exactly what it is. Did you say in South Park? Oh my God. I love that episode yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, Classic. Uh, make, make love, not Warcraft. I think is that episode. <laughs> make love, not Warcraft. I can't believe you remember yeah. that. Oh, it's, it's one of my favorite South Park episodes of all time. That, that is uh, hands down one of the best. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the sweet satisfaction about all this is the fact that, uh, so we're recording this the Saturday, uh, after Thanksgiving. So this is the Saturday after black Friday mm-hmm. and images online, like all over Reddit, all over, <laughs> um, all over the place. You're just seeing uh, video game shelves emptied out, but there's still one row full of video games in stock and it's star Wars battlefront two for the Xbox one and PS4. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's just something so satisfying about that. Man, I I, and I I went Black Friday shopping. By the way, I did you really? I regretted that. I mean, I only went. <laughs> I was gonna say because you and I are usually the people that are at home. Like, well, let's we'll wait for Cyber Monday. Well, you know, my family and I were talking, and they're like, "Hey, you know, it's a cool experience, I guess." Complaining together, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, sure, why not? And we were thankful yesterday. Now we're gonna be. <laughs> The the same the same day, and that's what's so funny about it. And uh, oh yeah, because it was right after. It was at like twelve, and the only thing that was open was uh, was Best Buy. And I was like, I could have sworn on Black Friday, like immediately after Thanksgiving, there are stores that reopen uh, after midnight or something like that. But apparently, not anything opens anymore. Um, and so Best Buy was open till one. We checked it out mm-hmm. and. They're like, hey, come check out our twenty percent off deals. I was like, are you joking? No, I'm not. I'm not twenty percent. It's ridiculous. Uh, Did you shop at like the EA store? (laughs) That sounds like a discount they would offer on Black Friday. (laughs) It's an additional plus twenty percent to buy anything here today. No, that'd be like (laughs) get this cool PS4 Star Wars theme on your. On your PS4 for ten dollars instead of twelve. Oh wow! Yeah, I feel like that's what it would be like, but no. It, Hold my credit card back. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much, <laughs> Papa EA. Um, yeah, but it just seems like they don't learn their lesson. Like, surely they—I mean—they have a social media presence. They know, and they know what's being said. <laughs> You 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 are aware that they like totally got their butts handed to them on Reddit, right? What do you mean? I don't follow Reddit. Oh man. So okay. So EA's marketing team decided that they would uh, try to talk to the gamers one on one in Reddit. That's going to end well for anybody because it's Reddit. <laughs> um, yeah, it actually one of the one of the two posts is actually uh, officially now the most hated or at least most downvoted. Uh, post in Reddit history. It's just it's it's bad. What was the one before that? Was it uh, Infinity Warfare? <laughs> Infinity Warfare. Yeah, Call of Duty. Or Infinite Warfare. Infinity Warfare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Shows I'm how much I play that about game. Avengers movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. Um, no, but you know there was actually there was a really good article I read in Forbes, uh, which read on Forbes, I guess I should say, because I don't read Forbes. 
I want to summarize that basically the the bulk of that article uh, was that EA Games has backed themselves. Uh, he actually goes on to say that they've backed themselves back into the uh, to the cave days of, of video games, um, oh. and they really can't get out of this corner now. Um, according to the article author Paul Tassi, the sweet sweet irony of all this is that EA has essentially gotten itself stuck back in the Stone Ages, where you sold a game for sixty dollars and that was it. They can't charge for DLC that they already promised would be free. They can't reintroduce the same loot boxes. They might not be even be able to do the cosmetic loot boxes. They're stuck with trying to get people to pay a flat $60 for the game with no real way to reintroduce games as a service monetization without sparking a second inferno among fans. May And and this is what's important, too, because this is also the other part that's been going on, making legislators look at them even more closely, because now you have other countries that are looking at this situation because that is gambling uh, for children. They're, they're, they're deeming loot boxes as uh, a form of gambling. So they've basically turned a casino game uh, on your home consoles. I mean, it, um, it does sound like it. I mean, I didn't I wouldn't look at it that way. But whenever they say it like that, they're like, yeah, I'm like, oh, OK, I can see this. I mean, that's I mean, even the uh, a smartphone in a child's hands is a gambling device anymore. If the, you know, I mean, how many times do we have our credit cards associated to other games? You know, I, I watched um, my niece get a hold of my mom's phone and she just was tapping all over the place. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she's she's like she's activated the iTunes store. She's trying to buy something. And I'm like, wait, oh what God. are you doing? And thankfully, actually, my mom was like, oh, don't worry about it. That credit card that's on my account is like so old. I was like, well, okay, but I said, we, this is still a teaching moment, which I then thought, how is this relevant to be a teaching moment for a child? Because when I grew up, basically it was like, don't, don't go into your mom's purse and grab her credit card. That's, you know, that was what the same thing is. But now that that's all associated online, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, that's even easier. <laughs> Times are changing. <laughs> and I mean, and that, that brings up, uh, I think I told you the story, kids acting like it's, it's a, a gambling device or, or, you know, whatever like that. Right. But, my brother, uh, he had a, a, a free app on his, a free game on his phone, and he was really into it. And, you know, he wanted to be the best of the best, of course. And he was like in all the guilds and this top, top-notch guild and stuff. And they're like, if you don't do this, 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 you know, you can't be in or whatever. And, you know, he, he made all these quote-unquote friends. And um, mm-hmm. he spent uh, over $700 on microtransactions and... Oh my god. 700. I kid you not. He told me this. And uh the next week uh or the next day or something like that, he got a call from the bank and they're like, "Hey, we have some su- suspicious activity on your account." He's like, "Oh, okay. What's up? What's going on?" They're like, "We think a kid stole your credit card information because uh apparently they've been playing uh Knights and Dragons on the phone and taking $700." They're like, do you want that back? And he's like, absolutely, yes, I would love that back. And so they thought, oh, this is not going where I thought it was going. This is this is like getting worse, actually. They thought that <laughs> a kid had stole his stuff. They're like, no sane person would spend that much money on a free game. Pointless. <laughs> I, I, I thought what was going to be said was like he was going to own up to be like, no, that's that's mine. No. But no, I'm so glad he took the high road and got his <laughs> refund. <laughs> that's that's even better. He's like, oh, I made such a such a bad <laughs> mistake with that money. Of course I need it back. That's such quick cash right there. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's he's part of the problem. I, I don't know if he yeah. still does that, but um, 
yeah, that just kind of reminded me, like, that's no bueno. That's not good. Please don't do that. Don't feed the machine. Yeah. Paul Tassi continues in his article that he feels bad for Dice, almost too delicious to see EA get its just desserts here, forced to try and move copies of a $60 title with no extra bells and whistles and nearly no way to reintroduce an ongoing revenue stream without throwing fuel on a still burning fire. Get out your popcorn because the next few weeks are sure going to be interesting. I really enjoyed that article by him because it, it is very tongue in cheek. It sounds like it. Of course, I, I enjoy that kind of literature. Well, it's my kind of literature right there. Kind of just makes me happy seeing EA finally kind of get theirs. Now, where it's more concernable is the whole fact about like we have governments across the pond and, and uh, overseas other places that are looking at EA games saying, yeah, you guys are kind of like not good. This is you're, you're yeah, teaching children to gamble. That, you're enabling children to gamble. So that's not a great uh, thing to happen to your company, I don't think. No, but it also poses a problem to everybody else because if if they end up doing something with with this company, with EA, they're going to be like, oh, well, who else is doing that? And if there's any inkling of something like that, they could just, I mean, essentially, if worse comes to worse, they can just close the company down altogether. Boom, gone. And and to, to, to just make an example, and then yep. there will be there will be government regulations on, on games. Uh uh, much, we much. are we are at a very interesting time right now in this uh, world with uh, video games, net neutrality, everything. I mean, we are about to be on on a new frontier, whether we like it or not. Uh, I mean, geez, uh, something's something's going to happen here in the next year. I mean, obviously, we're yeah. getting close to the end of the year. Nothing's really going to happen right now, but next year's going to be affected. And I almost don't want EA to get into much trouble as they're about to get into, but inevitably they will <laughs> so you can't help that um yeah what with australia looking at them and everything yeah australia was looking i'm pretty sure europe's been looking at them there's legislation now our, our uh, senators in the u.s looking at them kind of like uh wait a minute this isn't looking good I mean, it's scary it, it can it could feed into their 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 propaganda and be like oh hey nobody play games anymore or hey we're going to stop funding these people and then we're just going to go back to, you know, hey, let me go play my SNES because that's all I can do now. Yeah. I mean, not that that's a bad life, but still. Yeah. I mean, hey, I love my SNES classic, man. You know, we, we talked about Cuphead a couple of weeks ago and uh, during my review of Cuphead. Now, I'm not going to bring it up fully here, but there was one point. The reason I give that game a solid nine out of ten other than the difficulty is the fact that that game is 20 bucks. And there's no DLC for it. There's no additional. There's no in-game purchasing. There's nothing for it. It is done. And that game had been in development for a few years. So to me, the EA games uh, type companies of the world now, uh, if, if all goes the way it's looking, the indie gaming market is going to start thriving, which is good. Because we're, there are some amazing indie games out there. There really are. Let's hope so. I didn't think about that. I got that guy got cuphead for my brother as an early christmas present and oh, um, nice. I, I went over to his house to play it a few times and oh my gosh i am so addicted to that game it is so good it's isn't it it's fantastic man um so did you call your bank and dispute the charge <laughs> 20 dollars <laughs> sure no i'm kidding <laughs> i thought that was 
just the the best use of my twenty dollars that I could ever spend, honestly. And uh, even though I feel no joke, it's harder than Dark Souls. Oh, dude, but, that game uh, is impossible. You know, Levi was in town, and uh, he stayed with me for a few days, and we would play that. And I mean, there was there would just be a point where we're like we would just get so frustrated, and like we we both knew that we wanted to throw the controller across the room, but we just started laughing at like how ridiculously hard this game is. And it was it was a great time. We had a good time playing that together. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait. Uh, I think I'm gonna uh, play it tomorrow. Um, whenever I I have more D and D stuff before that, me and my brother play Cuphead. Jeez, we just yell at the TV. I'm sure <laughs> everybody upstairs is like, "What the heck is going on down there? Is somebody dying?" But, often. Often, and I hate when you go to the pool and it's like you've died five million times. I'm like, oh my god, okay, thank you for letting me know. Yeah, we did, did that I... a couple of times. I was like, nope, I don't want to ever see that thing again. <laughs> Why did we check this? <laughs> we know we're failures, but anyway, and 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 that's here. This is the this is the. I mean, it's it's either a good thing or a bad thing. Okay. Whenever you think of EA and what's happening to them, e- you think, well, a games, yeah. What's the opposite of that company? Who's the exact opposite company who's doing everything right? Um, is this a trick question? No, I'm I'm being for real. Who's Come on, you can't think of it. Opposite. Disney? Oh God, yeah. They're no. just buying out the competition. I mean, Lord Disney's trying to buy out 20th Century Fox now. <laughs> I was talking about CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red is the one who did The Witcher Three. I mean the Witcher games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I see where I see what you're saying now. They're about to do Cyberpunk three, whatever, two twenty something something. Sweet. But you know they were talking about because um, uh, you know microtransactions is a big is a big thing right now, and they're like people were scared. They said you know is it going to have any influence on your games and stuff like that? And I think they were talking about introducing them. Uh, I, I can't remember what the final verdict verdict was. I don't think they are, but even if they are, it would be purely cosmetic. There was no, you know, it's not going to be that much, and it's not going to be, um, you know, uh, levels or anything that you have to pay for or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? But yeah, um, they said that. I think the quote was, "Is like we'll leave." being greedy to other companies i think is what they said ouch Uh, you know actually blizzard ran a really smart campaign because they just made well i mean i think starcraft 2 has been free for a while uh but they were oh man they blasted ea games they're like oh you're paying that much for this game well why don't you you know play this one for free like good call guys i mean it's basically i mean this is what people are saying now about battlefront 2 especially coming off of the the failure that was battlefront 1 yeah. Uh, because they had promised that there's going to be so many changes and there's going to be a story and everything. And while there might be a story, it's not worth it. Um, <clears throat> is that it's worse than a free game on the phone with microtransactions because you're paying a whole $60 for a game that it, it is not even a game, really. Right. You're paying for a shell. Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah, you know, actually physical copies uh, are down 60%. For Battlefront 2 in comparison to Battlefront 1. That is just uh, unbelievable to me. Oh, my God. And they had promised that it was going to be so much better. And here we are. What is it? A year later? Yeah. How are you going to do that in a year? A year and a half? Holy crap. 
you know, I mean, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about this because um, he, he brought the, the discussion in about, well, how do you feel about DLC then? DLC I'm fine with depending on what it is. You know, I, I personally, I was not super thrilled that there was DLC for Breath of the Wild. I don't feel that Zelda is a game that should ever have DLC. To me, it just doesn't make sense. However, the way that Breath of the Wild was designed, it does make sense. It's a little bit more on the cosmetic realm than it is anything else, which we started kind of seeing that in uh, Triforce Heroes. Right. You know, people getting excited to put Link in different costumes and everything else. But it's not anything that you have to play. Or, you you know, you don't have to buy that to enjoy the game. Basically, you know... If you want to really get the full use of your champions amiibo, if you went and bought those, if you're an amiibo collector like I am, well, now you have reason to actually utilize what you just purchased with this DLC. Um, not the worst thing they ever did. Now, Nintendo's also really good about their pricing for DLC. I think it was 20 bucks for the season pass. And I, th- I feel like when they did it for um, Hyrule Warriors, I feel that the season pass for that game was 20 bucks, and you got a lot of stuff. You had different characters... Uh, eventually get unlocked in different uh, arenas and different things, uh, and, and eventually even more story modes. So to me, I don't lump DLC into the same category as microtransactions. To me, I think of microtransactions, I think of this crap with Battlefront 2, I think of what happened in Destiny and what's going on with Destiny 2. Uh, you know, if it's something that I have to pay additional money into the game to actually enjoy the game that I just bought, No. That's not a finished product, and that game should not have been released. Yep, I completely agree with you. DLC Nothing. is something to enhance the game, and that's what Splatoon 2 does, and that's what Splatoon did. The, the DLC for those games enhance the game. You don't have to have them, but it's fun. You, you get different weapons. Uh, you, you can still be, I mean, people will spend 20 bucks or whatever, uh, you know, the season passes for Splatoon 2, get that brand new uh, paint thrower or whatever, and I still will get destroyed with the people that are just starting out with the normal splat gun. <laughs> yeah, I still gotta get that. I still gotta get that game. Such I know a good it's game. good. I know. I know. I'm behind the times. Speaking of behind <laughs> the times, um, Nintendo, recognize what's happening now, and don't let this happen to you with microtransactions as you're as you're exploring new things with yeah. all these all these things. So absolutely. I mean, you have money to lose, but. Don't don't upset your fans more. All right. You know, I, now that I'm thinking about it, has have there actually been like paid DLC things for arms yet? I know that there is DLC for arms, but so far it's been free. So I don't think that arms has actually had any paid DLC yet. I think there's like heroes that you have to pay for. OK, maybe I, I, I feel like there was a, a new character that was coming out, but I feel like uh, all the other characters so far that they've released uh, just came with like game updates instead of like uh, DLC. Uh, I can't speak definitive, definitively on that. I thought yeah, I haven't played Arms in least, a while. Man, I thought there was at least one character that you had to pay for, but other than that, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back after this message. Oh, hello there! You caught me doing one of my favorite things: binging shows on Netflu-flu-flu. You see. After the battle for the net of 2017, my ISP decided to jack up the price to throttle internet availability. 
Now I have to pay for tiered services to my ISP in order to stream such shows as Stranger Things, Ready Gamer 1, and others. Paying an additional $29.99 extra per month just to internet like it's 2009 makes me feel so alive again. That's right. For $29.99 a month, you can continue to stream your life like the olden days. And for an additional $4.99 a month, you can watch a live 24-7 feed of your ISP's C-level executives rub their very hard and tiny nipples. Watch your wallets empty, and theirs get heavy. Tiered services coming soon from your ISP. Wow, I didn't realize that we had hired uh, Billy West to provide Zap Brannigan uh, for that commercial. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> wow. Si- sidebar, I just did put uh, uh, $2.50 into the Comcast uh, bucket I have, so hopefully uh, hopefully that will keep that from the, the rest of the show from glitching. If uh, if you guys have heard any glitching, sorry, that's that's definitely the internet acting up. Oh, good. I'm glad because I'm, I'm short on cash right now. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got plenty of change of, you know, I also have a webcam. I guess I could do things for tips. <laughs> Spare some change, sir. Yeah, Please. just watch me make a sandwich. Give me a tip. <laughs> I can Ooh, do it sexy. La. Yeah, man. And do it in like a, a a green man suit or something like that. Yeah. Are you gonna put Are you gonna put turkey on that bread? I'm gonna put so much turkey on that bread. Oh, you're gonna base that. Oh, I'm, I'm base, <laughs> base that turkey. <laughs> Slow, oh, slow, another, slow. another South Park reference. Oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> oh, that being said, let's uh, let's have a little quick chat here about net neutrality. And uh, I want to preface this real quick before we really dive down this rabbit hole. Do it. First of all, um, if you want to skip towards the end, uh, this should only be about a three to four minute little thing here. We are not a political podcast, and I don't believe in bringing anything in political, but. This is a situation that the world is facing, that we are facing as as a podcast group, uh, as the owner of a website that is rooted in uh, Nintendo fandom, uh, and as an avid user of Facebook, Twitter, Etsy. Your internet experience as you know it is about to change, unless you get involved. That's not to say that you have to go and protest or, you know, uh, loot or do anything terrible. Uh, <laughs> basically, the important thing to know... Here's the takeaway here, kids. www.battleforthenet.com. From there, you can find information for your local politicians uh, who's supporting net neutrality, who's against net neutrality, and, and, and you know just really make sure that your elected officials are listening to you because that's what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, the sad thing is that we live in this world of uh, uh, the illusion of democracy, and that's about as political as I'll go because... I'm a bleeding libertarian, uh, so to me, the answer is just to uh, uh, dissolve the FCC, but that will never happen. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, actually, wh- while you're talking about that, um, yeah. you know, people were saying to, like, call them or, uh, well, to basically call them. And apparently, uh, from what I've been hearing on Facebook is that um, their their voicemail boxes are, are full. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't get many voicemails, so I didn't know there was a limit. But apparently there is. And they're like, oh, well, what can we do? And 
I don't know. I, I write a letter, I guess. Yes, yeah, letter writing campaign, email. You know, I mean, as, as email, especially considering what the topic is. Right. right. Um, you know, to me personally, I think the FCC has enough to worry about without screwing up the internet. Um, I I daily get about six to, six to at least ten robo phone calls, uh, and I am on the FCC's do not call registry. So obviously. That needs to be fixed before they decide to screw up my internet. Uh, Comcast is doing a great enough job at that. I don't need the FCC to assist them in screwing up my internet. <laughs> now, I'm back to being composed, and that was it for net neutrality. Nice. You you did really well. <laughs> Thank you. I could go off on that tangent. I mean, I, I could make the idiots on Fox News look educational. You could have said so much more. I could have said so much more. <sighs> Happy thoughts, because now it's time for the list. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let's get happy. Come on, get happy. I'm loving it. Yeah, hold on. Uh, let me uh, let me just grab a drink here real quick. Hold on. Oh, okay. What kind of drink? A beer. Oh, of course. You're gonna hit the hard stuff right now, man. <laughs> hard. Stuff. Yeah, well, you know, I, there's going to be some censoring out some stuff. I, I was a little loose with my tongue earlier. <laughs> mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hold on. That's actually gin. Oh, there you go. I like yeah. some of that. I, well, I need some more chest hair, so, you know. That's not what does it. That's onions. Oh, is it really? Well, let me go get an onion. <laughs> Gross. All right. Well, for those of you who have uh, been paying attention this season so far on Ready Gamer One, we uh, we tend to end every episode with our list, which is a uh, a top five of favorites or not favorites of whatever the topic is that I decide. And so I decided <laughs> since it's holiday time, uh, let's talk about our top five Christmas gifts of all time. Huzzah. Too bad for you, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa people. Oh, well, now I feel bad. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's fix it. Okay. Wait, didn't I say holiday gifts? Or did I say Christmas gifts? I did you say did Christmas gifts. You did say Christmas. Christmas. <clears throat> you said Christmas. Our top five favorite holiday gifts of, <laughs> of all time. Great. Now everyone's included. Yes, everyone's included. All right. So you first. I'm going to go first. Oh, okay. Let me, uh, let me yeah, bring it Yeah, why not? Okay. okay. So my number five. And, and again, you know, there's no like bearing on the weight of how they're ordered. So my number five, I listed... Uh, was my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Megazord. And this was like the first uh, Megazord, like the one that was for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, not anything afterwards. I used to love that thing as a kid. It was one of my favorites. Um, My number four, uh, I'm a big fan of dress socks because they're expensive. And I really enjoy a nice pair of dress socks. Uh, My number three favorite holiday gift. Well, um, on your dress socks, do you get them like, uh, like those garter belts that that make them tighter? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, just because I act like an old senile man on Twitter all the time. Yeah. You know, I have such inspiration to look up to. By the way, Wrong. Um, no, I don't wear those. <laughs> you know, Time Magazine actually also considered me, but uh, they probably uh, meant to call you. Wrong. Oh, they did. They did. They said, hey, we called Ben, but it was a mistake. We're actually wanting to call Brandon. So That sounds like every date I've ever been on. I, I didn't want to tell you, but 
So my number three. No, that's okay. Maybe next. <laughs> my number three favorite holiday gift of all time. Uh, my parents got me a drum set. Uh, that was hmm. that was really cool. Um, I think my brother got more use out of it than I did. Um, I bet they regretted buying that. Well, they kept it in the basement. <laughs> But yeah, I think they kind of regretted it. Now, my number two favorite gift is actually something I got a lot more use out of. Uh, my parents then also another year bought me a Yamaha keyboard. And I love playing piano. So I, I really enjoyed having a keyboard. Nice. Yeah. But my number one favorite holiday gift of all time. Uh, and I can remember opening this uh, on Christmas morning. Hmm. And it was... Uh, my dad was working a job in Atlanta, Georgia. So we stayed... He had rented a log cabin kind of out in um, the woods out there. And uh, it was it was very pretty. It had just snowed. And let me tell you something. Man, when it snows down in Atlanta, man, those people don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm talking like it was not even an inch. It was like nothing. It was a dusting. But it'd be, it would be the same if it snowed down there in Walkie Talkie, Texas. I mean, you guys would uh, lose your minds. Like, oh, my God, the apocalypse is here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Santa had brought... Um, it was kind of put like underneath both of our stockings between me and my brother. So it was a, it was a split gift. It was a, a super Nintendo. And on my side was a link to the past. And on Brad's side was super Mario world. And, um, that is, that is probably my all time favorite Christmas gift. Uh, because Brad and I had a lot of fun playing super Nintendo, uh, together. And, um, that that was my you know big return to the Legend of Zelda world because previously I had only played the Legend of Zelda on the NES and my oldest brother uh, would kind of like supervise and like read all the stuff because you know I played Zelda when I was five and I couldn't really read all that right. I could read some of it but not all of it <laughs> so what I are can, yours uh, well let's see here <clears throat> so mine's kind of like. I guess they're, all, they're all like around technology because um, uh, that's just how it goes. Are there uh, any that start with the letter I and it's in, is it in lowercase? No, it's not any iPhone crap. Um, so I got, um, I don't have them in any specific order, by the way, like yours, but right. uh, Kindle HDX. Nice. Um, I have a lot of, uh, eBooks, so that was a really nice present for me. Um, that was, oh gosh, three or four years ago. Um, something that isn't having to do with technology. I got some, um, I feel like this is Christmas, so I'm going to stick with it. Uh, but I got some vans, um, that were the Star Wars lineup, uh, Oh, nice. So, I remember those. The, it's the, um, I mean, I have the, the, the like, black Darth Vader ones uh, where they're just, like, slip-ons. And then I have the actual, like, tying vans where it's got a, a bunch of different colors and stuff. And it's just, it's just got, like, little tiny pictures of different things of Star Wars. And I don't know, it was fun. Um, so I really appreciate those. And then... Um, uh, let's just stick to the theme, shall we? Uh, Star Wars headphones. Uh, they cost a pretty penny, penny and uh, I love them. However, uh, I lost them just a few days ago, and I don't know where they are. Um, the Force is not with you. 
Oh, it's so cool too. They have like the Empire sigil on the sides and oh, it's just very nice. Um, and at one point I got a TV, just, it was just a bigger TV than what I had. Uh, so that's always nice. And, um, one that I am anticipating for this year. Um, so if I, if, pay, pay if attention I don't get it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If you want to give me a second one, that'd be fantastic. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's this fossil watch a smartwatch mm-hmm. for androids yep. that uh we've been looking at and have a feeling that they're gonna get it um but you know i go into work and we're in doing these product specialist gigs we're not allowed to you know look at our phone not even the time and i have somehow lost my majora's mask um silver watch and i'm really upset about it um I seem to lose everything these days, but, um, the fossil watch, I will definitely not lose if I get it. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, top five for me. So you're looking at a watch that is Android based. Show enough. Do you have an Android? I thought you were an iTunes, an iPhone guy. An iTunes phone. Um, and I, yeah, the iTunes phone. That's the new thing that came out, right? Definitely not. Uh, no, I'm not an iPhone person. I You're just a iPhone. Mac PC user. That are, <laughs> good Lord. I, that was really gin I drank earlier, by the way. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I do have Mac. I think it... Uh, I, I see the confusion, but and I know it would make more sense for me to have an iPhone to connect to everything quicker. Yeah. But um, I just feel like... As far as software goes, and just not having to deal with downloading like antivirus stuff as much, it, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just lazy like that and just want to get a Mac. Um, and dude, my Mac, I mean, this was before college. I got it like seven years ago. So Is this the same Mac that has like the, uh, the superhero keyboard emblems? Yeah, dude. It's the same one. Nice. I think uh, I, I saw a picture of that once. I think you sent it to me. It was awesome. It was like two bucks on Amazon, and I stickered every single one of those things on. I thought it was like a, a lay-on keyboard, but it wasn't. I was like, oh, well, this is okay. It looks cool, too. <laughs> what a way to spend a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Five hours later. <laughs> like in SpongeBob. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> five hours later. Um, so, yeah, that's my five. Huzzah. That was a good list. I liked it. That's all right. That's all right. That was good stuff. This is good stuff too. I especially like the dress socks. Very, very classy. Very sexy. Hey, I mean, you know what? There is one thing in this world I really enjoy is a brand new pair of dress socks. You guys know what to get, Ben. Actually, I already I figured out what to get you with your list. <laughs> and make sure to get the garter belt. Yeah, yeah. I I need the little garter belt that way you know they don't slip off because apparently that's a thing that happens. I I just I train my leg hair. To kind of go in and out of the like little holes in the socks to just you know hold it in place and it works just fine. Just like a cat's tongue, man. That'd be crazy. It's, exactly, it's exactly what it is. It's actually I use cat tongue socks so they adhere like super well. Oh my god, man! Your legs must be on fire. It's like a foot massage with every step. <laughs> or walking in hell, you know, whatever, whichever one. No, that would be um, you know. Actually, I, I am a firm believer. That you can do a coal walk all you want. That's great. In order to prove your real manhood, Uh-oh. 
you need to to do a barefoot Lego walk. Ah, typical nothing, Ben. Nothing will hurt more in this world than that. <laughs> God, when was the last time I did that? When I was like five. I I wouldn't know anymore. I'd have to I have to do it again. That's what we should have done. Oh my gosh! As like a giveaway, walk on Legos. Ah, oh, God, let's do that for the next fundraiser. Brandon Lawyer will walk on Legos. Absolutely, hey, I'll I'll volunteer. I'll take one for the team. You got recruited. I don't know if there's anything about volunteering, but okay, yeah, that's that's good. Oh, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of Ready Gamer One. Be sure to continue to follow us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud as long as you can before net neutrality takes it all away. Mm, Sounds so good. Not that I'm bitter. Visit GameLust for your video game news needs, www.gamelust.com. Again, do that before uh, your internet gets throttled. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Every single one of these is going to end. Uh, keep up with all the fun Nintendo memes on the Hyrule Herald social media and Nintendo Holics. That's going to be an additional four ninety nine a month. Double check with your ISP. Until next time, I'm Ben Cornett along with Brandon Loera, and this has been Ready Gamer One. Take care of each other out there. Adios. Pimp, 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 pimp